Hello, 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 and welcome to another segment of Living Testimony. Uh, today's, or this evening's episode, I'm going to focus on um, male and female, or men and women. Seems to be a very trendy topic, you know, uh, of discussion these days. Um, so, where do I begin? Okay, well, I'm going to be a little bit more pacific. I'm going to say... African-American males and African-American females. Um, you know, um, me being the person that I am, you know, um, I'm very uh, into spiritualism. Uh, not necessarily religion, but, you know, spiritualism. You know, it's a, it's a vast variety of different types of uh, beliefs, you know. Doesn't mean I believe everything, because um, what I've learned from spirituality is that I believe nothing and I only know, you know, I don't believe in God. I know God. That's a different topic. But, um, yeah. You know, um, so through me, through that process of me growing, um, you know, I've had time to study uh, different cultural belief systems, um, ones that are particularly stood out to me because I was, you know, aiming for that direction was the ones that were uh, in Africa. Um, let's see, let me name up, name up a few. Uh, Yoruba, Orisha, uh, Vundun. I think the Doguns have have a version of some you know some sort of uh belief system or practice that that they go by, but um you know um from what I learned from these you know uh from these different beliefs is that you know from an African point of view they don't really have what we call religion they have uh it's more of a cultural belief you know it's ritualistic beliefs you know and yeah i thought ritual oh man it's got something back but no no it, it actually isn't um and a lot of people don't realize we do rituals every day like when you get up and brush your teeth in the morning wash your face in the morning if you do that every day that's a ritual if you gotta have a cup of coffee every morning that's a ritual everything that we do you know from praying to uh you know uh everything it's a ritual like you getting up, getting in your car, going to work at the same time every day, clocking out at the same time every day. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I'm not sorry for your lack of there of knowledge, but it is a ritual that you're doing. Um, so so we got to understood. <clears throat> OK, so through me studying African uh, spiritual systems, I uh, learned things like rites of passage for men and rites of passage for females, you know, for, 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 for the women. Okay. Uh, one in particular, um, and this is where I kind of get mixed up, you know, we're not mixed up, but I, you know, I, I don't know how to pronounce the names of these things. So I'm going to use layman terms. Okay. Rites of passage for a male. Um, you're not allowed in certain African cultures, you're not allowed to marry as a man until you're established as a man. Meaning that you're able to provide, you're able to protect, and you're able to, uh, you know, um, build, you know, with a woman. Now, on the other hand, a woman that has things they have called fertility rituals. And these fertility rituals, you know, um, I wish I knew how to work this thing while I had people call in so I could ask this question. What do you all think that the rituals were for the women and their fertility? You think it was something along the lines of uh, like them being impregnated or you think it was more of them uh, doing the little dance, sacred dances, you know, you know. Uh, but uh, anyway, I, I'm, I'm figuring it out how we can, how we can have a way where people can uh, come in and everything. But um, the rituals for women now, correct me if I'm wrong, but from my studies, 
the rituals for fertility for women taught women or younger women how to be mothers, how to be uh, uh, how to be women, prominent women, you know, and it showed the strength in womanhood. Okay, now. Me saying this, I said strength in womanhood. Now, understand that it is not the same thing that we have here in America. It's not the same thing. Independent women and a woman who's been through the rites of passage to know the strength in womanhood are two totally different things. They're actually on the opposite side of the spectrum. Okay, because on one hand, one independent woman don't need a man, don't want a man, ain't no good man. On the other hand, the... uh, the one that went through the fertility ritual, she's been she's been groomed. She's been groomed to be a wife. Hmm. Now, that leads me to the next point in which um, we're talking about relationships. Now, the reason I made reference to the African uh, base culture is because I'm an African-American, of course, Um and the people that I'm mainly addressing are African-Americans, um, you know. So now with, with us knowing that the rituals that they did perpetuated them to be a society. Correct. OK. Now, can anyone tell me what Americans, black Americans do to equate that? Again, what do African-American men and women do to equate their African counterparts. We have something called hip hop, right? Now, I can point out people who I've seen quote, well, I can quote people who've uh, said that hip hop is our culture. And I'm talking about predominant people, like, uh, we're not predominant, but predominantly in music. Um, you know, I've heard Gucci Man say it. I've heard Domingo say it. I've heard, you know, Lil Wayne say it. I've heard a lot of rappers say it. You know, this is our culture. So, in this culture, let's look at this culture. Okay. Um, yes, I'm a fan of rap music, but I'm also a older man. You know what I mean? So, I don't let hip-hop influence me. I influence hip-hop. Um, so, had to get that. had to get that out there. But let's look at hip-hop today. Okay, we got NBA Young Boy, uh, what's the guy name? YNW Millie, Melly, uh, who else I can think of? Uh Boosie, uh 6ix9ine, uh, who else, man? Y'all know all these little rappers, you know what I'm saying? These one with the letters in front of their name, the alphabet boy, I don't know, whatever they call it, so but all of them are killers. All of them are, are gangsters, gang members, riders, thug, and all that. Now, in saying that, to a 16-year-old, or I'm going to say 25 and below, to someone in that age range, they're extremely influenced by those people who perpetuate hip-hop through the radio stations and everything. Now, here's another part. This is where it gets kind of spooky at. This is where it gets kind of spooky at. What if I told you the same drum patterns that they're using in hip hop are the same drum patterns they use in Africa? And also, it's a, it's a rhythmic spell that's being cast on us. Okay. Now, I'm going to say it again. A little spooky. But it is what it is. What if 
the drum rhythmic pattern, meaning that the, the drum beat of the African, you know, the, the rhythm of it is the same rhythm that we use in America. Now, what if, what if it's a frequency that we're opening that can be used for good or evil, but yet we're using it for the wrong thing. And we're told that the Africans are evil. Hmm. Hmm. You know, just a question stands out to me. You know, um, I advise everyone to do their own research. You know, that's first and foremost. I advise everyone to take a look at African spiritual systems and then try to align them with your religion or, or your belief or not even your religion, your personal belief. See if see if you see if you can agree that. If my daughter comes of age to where she has a menstrual cycle, you know, she's she's then married off, not not given away or married to a man and just live with this man. No, I've already made plans for my child and my friend uh, Brandon's son. You know, there we have we have conjoined our families into marriages. So what that does, that makes it to where the daughter cannot be raped, because in some African cultures, if you are to rape a married woman, the penalty is death. The penalty is the penalty is death. Meaning that if someone was to try to have sex with my daughter, have sex with my daughter when she's of age and it's not be her husband, that man would then be put to death. So that would eliminate a lot of rape. That would eliminate a lot of uh uh Jezebelism. It would eliminate a lot of whoreism in our community. But you know this is from me studying African-based culture. Now, don't get it confused with Muslim culture, because what I understand is that Muslims came into Africa and they learned from us. And then they, you know, because you have pre-Islamic Muslims, pre-Islamic means before the Quran, before their holy book, before. So, you know, and these are things that they don't like to talk about, but it's the God honest truth. Now, I say all that to say this. If we don't, as a people, make a better decision for our for our future, then, you know, I don't know if you guys are aware of a uh, per capita. Per capita means like finance, wealth. Um, If we don't get this ball rolling and in the right direction by 2050. We will be our our. uh, uh, our wealth would be at zero, meaning that you got Jay-Z, all these rich, that won't, none of that even exists. That won't exist. So my advice to everyone is to become financially literate, um, get mental health. You know, a lot of things like black people feel like, oh, we don't only need no help. But yes. What, what people don't realize, black people in general, who I'm referring to, is that trauma can be passed down through generations and generations and generations. So if we just got out of a 400-year period of slavery, wouldn't it behoove us to get some type of mental evaluation to make sure that we're mentally stable enough to even continue on and try to be civilized? You know, like, like you know, it's not going to hurt to do that. You know, um, but again... Compared to our African spiritual systems, you know what I mean. Um, I'm not. I'm not saying that you should drop your religion and run to the Africans' way of life because Africans don't have a religion, so you probably could have both. 
But I am advising you to take a look at their society and how they structured it. And then we could begin to structure our own society. You know, um, I just feel that us today as a people, we've had Martin, we have Malcolm, we have Huey, we've had uh, uh, Marcus, Messiah, Garvey. We've had so many people to come before us and lay out a blueprint that now us being in the condition that we're in is self-perpetuating it. We're self-perpetuating ourselves, you know, um, and to get back to the relationship thing, you know, we have over masculine men and females who are masculine. Now, what I mean by that, OK, you have certain men who feel like, oh, I don't have to cry because I'm a man. Real man. Don't cry. That listen, that is a narcissist. OK, everyone, I'm letting you know right now, any man who doesn't cry, who says I don't cry. He's a narcissist. Nine times out of ten, because I can't say ten times out of ten, because that means I have no person personally. But nine times out of ten, he's a narcissist. Um, to the females, you know, um, I'm I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with Kevin Samuel. If you aren't, you need to check his channel out as well. Um, you know, and I agree with him to a certain extent. I just don't agree with everything he says. You know, um, more importantly, I think that black women. And this is just my opinion. You know, I, I, I'm not your dad. I'm not nobody of any significant who can come change your life. Only you can do that. But I think that black women should be more sensitive towards black manhood. What I mean, sensitive, I don't mean like, oh, baby, I'm talking about understand that we go through things as well. You know, um, like on Baby Boy, the movie where, uh, you know, uh, Tyrese and uh, I forgot the girl name. Uh whatever cookie yeah call it cookie off of, uh empire but um yeah you know she was talking to to his mom and his mom told her you know a man can make you feel so good and so high and then he can make you feel so low and like that well here's the thing about that a woman has the same power to do to a man a woman can make a man feel amazing i mean trust me i know a woman can make you feel like invincible make you like you're a top of the world you know and then you have some who can make you feel like you're lower, like you like you're nothing, like you don't deserve to live, you know, like you almost was a waste of life, you know, and, you know, that that's pretty hurtful, you know, especially coming from someone that you love and care about, you know. So at the end of the day, you know, we're all we got. And what black women need to do. And again, this is my opinion. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you this is what I think you need to do. Y'all need to stop being so dependent on the system. The system is not made to help you, me, or the children. The system is set up to destroy us, to separate us, and to, the keep, and to keep us apart. Now, given there has been generations upon generations upon generations who have depended on this government. So if you're going back listening to them... Of course, they're going to tell you to go against, you know, what I'm saying what I'm trying to do because they didn't have it. They didn't have what I'm presenting to this generation. They didn't have that then, you know, so we have to be wary of things. We have to be aware of things like why. OK, what 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 would the state interest be in? Doing for you and your children, what would what would the state interest be? It ain't it ain't just that they supposed to do it. No, it ain't that. Because technically, it's not their job to do that. It's not the state's job. But when you go to the state, you don't understand. You give them power to control you. 
And then they put a cap on how much income you can have versus not going to the state versus doing it yourself. And your cap is unlimited. You know, but I also understand that a lot of women are afraid. You know, a lot of women have been let down in the past by other men. But again, you cannot put all men in one box. It's like I can't put all women in one box. You know, um, at the end of the day, you know, when it, when it's all said and done and smoke clears. We're going to be in a lot of shit, men and women, unless we come together right now, you know, um. I just feel like today that relationships are viewed from a negative perspective, not only because of the people, but because of the society, as well as um, more, more directly, the musical influence. People do not understand that music is one of the seven liberal arts. Now, if you don't know what seven liberal arts are, then you need to go back and research that as well. Music is one of the seven liberal arts. Music was used to heal people at one point in time. So... If it was used to heal people, it, it, it still has that potential. But also, it has been used like war drums. It's, it's used also for war. So what y'all do not understand is that hip hop has declared war on the black family in the black community, period. And we're doing it to ourselves. Now, if you go back before, uh, let me say like 1989, 1990, somewhere in there, I may be off a little bit. Uh, Public Enemy was number one. Public Enemy. And then NWA. And then from NWA, everything else went downhill. Everything everything else went downhill. Prior to that, you had Brand Nubia. You had people putting knowledge in you. You had Slick Rick. You had Big Daddy Kane. You had uh, uh, Rakim. I learned something from each and every one of these people I just named. I learned from them. I As a child, I learned from them. Like, for example, um, now this generation under me, or the children that raised under me, um, they're going to know WAP. They're going to know, um, uh, what is it? Better watch the whole gun. They're going to know ignorance. They're, gonna, they're not going to know anything of any significance. But that's why, me as a father, I always put my children in a time machine, right? Time machine is music. I let them listen to Michael Jackson. I let them listen to older music. You know what I mean? So that they can have that soul connection. You know what I mean? Because I have that and I want them to have that. It's my gift from me to them to give them that soul music. You see what I'm saying? So when they get older, hopefully, if I am proficient as a father, as as I feel I am, then they won't even you being a nick you being an ignorant person, they won't even they won't even acknowledge you. Because I don't want them to acknowledge anything like that. And if anything, they need to have somebody better than their father. Now, you know, that goes back into uh, relationships. You know what I mean? So you got a relationship with your woman. You got a relationship with your kids. You got a relationship with your parents. You got co- co- uh, uh, co-worker relationships. You see what I'm saying? Now, people think relationship just means uh, you're in a uh, committed relationship sexual relationship no relationship i have a relationship with with my job right relationship with my job is i get up i clock in i take my butt to work i work i get off work at the end of the week they give me a paycheck that's the relationship i work they pay me to work a relationship meaning what i'm saying is in relationship you got to give something and you got to receive something if you are 
always taking, 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 then you're not in a relationship. You're in some bullshit. <laughs> Sorry for the cussing, but I mean, that's just what it is. You know, um, so my advice to everyone is to be with, do what makes you happy first. And then you find someone to be with. Because if you're not happy, that person won't make you happy. Trust me, I know. I know firsthand. Firsthand experience. So I'm only speaking from experience. You know what I'm saying? That's why the name of the show is called what? Living Testimony. You know. Um, but hopefully, hopefully one day, you know, uh, all our people or a majority of our people can be healed or we can figure this thing out to where we can all come together as a community, as a collective, on a on a local, national, global, universal scale. And then we can, you know, we can really make a difference. You know what I mean? Um, now, that's pretty much it for today's or this afternoon's episode. Um, I hope you all enjoyed. Uh, please, please share it. Um, subscribe if you can. Um, this is, you know, my first experience as a podcaster, but I'm taking it serious and I'm going to try to, uh, you know, make bring more relevancy to people you know i'm trying to uh bring things to people um now my next episode may be tomorrow not too sure but we're gonna worry about that when we get there so again i hope everybody enjoyed um reach out to me my cell phone number is 270-484-3814 if you would like to be on the podcast let me know we can set up something to where, you know, we can do an interview or we can just do a Q&A or whatever you like to do. We can do a debate. Um, yeah, but uh, that's it. You guys all have a great afternoon. Blessings and goodbye.